0: Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, <laughs> depending on your time zone. Um, it is uh, a real uh, delight, a real treat. Me, whenever I have these occasions to uh, be with the uh, the seeking sisters, the pursuing sisters uh, in the church, in the church life. Um, um I my understanding this is talking to the uh, saints in New Zealand here um, is that uh, you have been having uh, these kind of uh, special meetings of fellowship with the sisters for quite some time in fact that uh, you have been using as your uh, uh, material, if not a syllabus, for your fellowship, um, something that I have helped to uh, prepare or put together uh, over uh, a number of years. I'm referring to uh, the forty the existence of 48 lessons, 48 lessons for the sisters. The inspiration or the burden for Uh, Such um, a collection of material, ministry material, um, is actually uh, two books that were put out by the Taiwan Gospel Book Room many years ago. Now, you would ask how many years ago. Well, I would say several decades. I cannot pinpoint the time, but uh, they are uh, two. Books of a sect, I think, which is called uh, a proper sister in Chinese. This is in Chinese, a proper sister. And that word proper caught my eye. And I like that word. Uh, Today, uh, what we need, uh, uh, you know, in every kind of a Situation, whether it is in the physical world, in the human society, and certainly in this divine realm, in this church community that we're in, that uh, how much uh, can take place positively, how much how the situation would be uh, depends on the people. In fact, it depends on the proper people or the proper persons. So I like this word proper. It is a very inclusive word, proper, (laughs) that covers everything. Uh, Something that is uh, uh, with propriety, something that is just right, something that is uh, not off-kiltered, something that is not unbalanced, something that is not extreme, for sure, something that is not improper. So today, what we need in the church life, dear sisters, are proper sisters, just like we need proper brothers, don't we? And uh, and, uh, uh, in the church, we need proper elders, Okay, and uh, we need some uh, in, in the human life. We need proper husbands. We don't need super husbands. All right, we need proper husbands. Likewise, we need proper wives. Uh, there's no such thing as a perfect husband or a perfect wife, as those of us who are married would agree um uh, there's not such a thing but we do need the proper ones and today we need to strive we need to exercise ourselves to be the proper ones and in the church life we need to be proper saints proper believers and in 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 society we should be proper citizens am i right we should be just proper people. Uh, The more the people are proper, the more that society would uh, be proper, and it would have longevity, and it would be healthy, whether it is in a nuclear family, whether it is in a society, um, and for sure in our divine and heavenly community called the church. So I like that word. Now, that book, those of you who know Chinese can get it from from the Taiwan Gospel Book Room, um, are a a collection of messages um, uh, by Brother uh, Watchman Nee and Brother Witness Lee. Um, They are taken from various sources and various uh, um, um, stages of their ministry um, in the case of witness Lee um, you would find some that are brother Lee's particular fellowship with a group with certain groups of sisters and there would be also messages uh, that he gave in the life studies you know the life studies there are Almost two thousand messages given by Brother Lee, and in there you will find a few that are, that are dedicated. Uh, well, I shouldn't say dedicated. That emphasize uh, sisters. For example, um, the case of Eve. You know, the first woman, the first wife, the first mother. Right. Um, and and there was at least one message, if not more, covering um, using Eve as a case to study what a proper woman should be, what a proper uh, uh, sister should be um, in her relationship to her husband. Uh, in her uh, relationship with, you know, with God, in her relationship with her children, and so on and so forth. Uh, Then you have so many uh, famous or notable uh, females in the Old Testament. Um, um, You know, you just can 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 remember that, you know, uh, you have Sarah, uh, Abraham's wife, right? You have Rebecca, who is Isaac's wife. Um, and um, um, uh, you have, uh, um, uh, you know, very, very famously, uh, uh, in the case of Moses, Moses, mother, Moses' sister, uh, and there would be even a, uh, a maid of Pharaoh's daughter, and of course, Pharaoh's daughter herself. Uh, all these women uh, somewhat worked together, according to God's uh, sovereignty, to produce a Moses on this earth. And those were just all I can say is most inspiring uh, uh, messages, very, very applicable to us. And then, of course, in the Old Testament, you have uh, uh, female, both from the positive standpoint and some in you know, a not-so-positive standpoint, uh, who were outstanding. Um, you you have... Uh, um, Uh, you know, even, uh, in the, the book, the judges, right, in history, um, you have, uh, um, Deborah, right, a female judge. You have, um, uh, Ruth, right, in the book of Ruth, this marvelous, marvelous sister, uh, who became a Moabite of all things, who became Actually, the grand, grand, grand mother of the Lord Jesus uh, in the flesh. A great thing. Um, and uh, and and other women that were mentioned in the Old Testament, uh, you have Samuel's mother, Hannah. Of course, we all love that story, right? And so on and, and so forth. And of course, when you come to the New Testament, uh, associated with the Lord's first coming, uh, you have various women, uh, not just Mary, uh, the Lord's uh, the physical mother, uh, but you have um, uh, this uh, old prophetess, right, Anna, uh, who prayed, who prayed uh, for to see the salvation of Israel, that is to see the Lord. Um, you have Elizabeth, um, um, the Lord's mother's cousin, who gave birth to John um, the Baptist, a very, very important forerunner, forerunner, who cut the way for Jesus. And then, in the Lord's you know, life and ministry on earth, uh, so many. Um including what we just read uh, this Mary with Martha, right in that house of Bethany, then you have um uh uh, uh and, um, another mary there there would be actually altogether six Marys in the new testament um, um, and then you have some other women there who was there with the Lord every step of the way. Yet this is very, very important, interesting. That is in the entire process of the Lord's first coming uh, from his incarnation, his birth, conception and birth, to his growth, right, as a young boy uh, into adulthood, and uh, eventually to... Uh, sisters uh, who were there ministering to him and his disciples uh, while he was doing his work. And then all the way to a group of sisters, almost all women at the foot of his cross. When the Lord died, it would just it was mostly women, not all but mostly uh, Peter, the the the, the top apostle among them, who claimed that everyone will desert you, not me. He was the first one to bolt. The, <laughs> he just disappeared and even denied the Lord three times. Yet these women were there all the way to the Lord at the cross, including his mother and including others. Um, and and uh, then, of course, uh, uh, we all know in chapter 16 of the book of Romans, the so-called chapter on greetings, you have name after name of sisters that Paul called out. And in fact, in that whole list of names of sisters, the first was a sister. And he actually spent time, a couple of verses, to cover this one dear sister, um, and her name is Phoebe, who was a deaconess um, from the church in Sancria. And so Paul respected this her so much, he commended her. Very, very, much because of what she did as a patroness among the saints, as one who gave hospitality to the believers. And, and the fact that all would mention her, all people first, meant a lot. Then he mentioned, of course, Prisca with Aqu- Aquila, right? Prisca. At that time, Prisca's name was mentioned before Aquila. Now, that doesn't mean she became the head, but it does mean something as far as her function and her usefulness in the Lord's work and surely to all. And there was another Mary there, and there was, uh, uh, he even mentioned one sister who would be my mother. Paul, Paul needed a mother, and he found one among the sisters. How about that? And it talks about so-and-so labor much in the Lord. So uh, uh, you, 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 there's no need to start a women's lip movement, sisters. Uh, the women are very much liberated in the Bible. See what I'm trying to say here. Um, uh, so well, properly regarded, commended, uh, noted, um, and uh, and so don't don't buy into all these kind of uh, talks today. You know about women is suppressed and women is this or that and and uh, uh, well, I understand where some of these arguments come from. But no, the Bible is not like that. The Bible is not for liberating women or repressing women. The Bible is not in that realm. You just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. Old and New Testament. The Lord would use the men. The Lord used the women. There's a need for the proper uh, males, and there is a need for the proper female. The Lord needs both uh, for the fulfillment of his purpose, for the advancement of his move on the earth. And so um, uh, uh, you you can go on uh, to finish the New Testament to 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 find this to be the case. Now, uh, back to those two books that inspire me, um, because those were just messages, you know, just messages by Brother Ni or Brother Li, and it's wonderful why absolutely those of you who can read Chinese, forget it. And I read read those messages. But then more and more I... Uh, I begin to realize uh, that generally, I cannot say this absolutely, but generally, uh, as much as we pay the attention and care to the uh, perfecting and the raising up of men, of brothers uh, in the church life, You know, we have co workers training, we have elders training, and this and that. Uh, But because we have no eldresses, right? We don't have female elders. And we, uh, so we, it's like we only care for the brothers, and we uh, invested much and we spent a lot of time, uh, not wrongly, by the way, because there's a need. However, on the other hand, as I uh, survey the landscape, as I look at the churches, uh, as I visit the saints, I begin to realize that there is a shortage, a lack in proper sisters in the church life. In fact, the reason why in many churches and in many places The church life is stuck. The church life cannot go on. The church life cannot be built up because of that. Or that is a very key reason or factor. And then on the other hand, we also observe and realize that there are a lot of problems in the churches because of the impropriety of sisters, of sisters who are not proper, who do not know how to behave themselves, who do not know how to place themselves, sisters who don't know, have never learned the lesson of submission, the sisters who do not know the order in the bodies, the sisters who would, uh, you know, do a lot of... Uh, uh, gossiping and and and, and, and r- rumoring and so on and so forth that brought death into the church life negatively. And I can I do not say this because sisters are inherently bad. No, no, there's no such thing. But I can say this. That is my my reason why I was inspired to put together these lessons. And there is a lack of education. There's a lack of perfecting. There's a lack of learning on the sister's side in an intentional way, in an intentional way. So you may say uh, the shortage of the proper sisters is because we have not spent the time to prepare, to build up, to edify, uh, to perfect the proper sisters. And this reaches all the way to our marriage life, family life, and of course, the church life. Simply sisters do not know what to do. They do not know what is propriety. Um and I don't mean just ethic, uh, uh, ethically speaking. You know, I don't mean that. I mean particularly spiritually speaking. So, I got the burden to come up with these lessons in the form of these outlines, uh, which you have in your hand, even for today, and and in in some of your past trainings or, or meetings of the sisters. Um, with some ministry uh, uh, there to help the sisters, uh, almost um, how should I say, to have some proper perfecting, proper training for them. And and uh, since that time, uh, these material has been uh, quite much in demand, uh, somewhat confirming my suspicion or my uh, observation that there is such a need. Now, um, you have in New Zealand uh, over the past years, I I don't know how you did that, but cover some of the lessons from that series, from from those 48 lessons. And uh, there are... Some over half of that of that um, uh, uh, of those lessons that um, have not been covered yet, and particularly there is a series of seven lessons called what the service of the sisters there's actually two lessons called the functions the function of the sisters um, which is more general, uh, which are more general in nature. But we have now eight lessons on the service of the sisters, the work of the sisters uh, in the context of the church life. So today we are uh, using this time to cover the first two of the eight lessons. Uh, actually, I have covered these lessons uh, elsewhere. Um, but still, uh, this is the first time I'm with you, and the brothers felt good about doing this. So uh, I'm going to um, use these two outlines to uh, talk to you or to share with you. Um, <clears throat> I uh, don't want to uh, waste more of your time, uh, but I want to um, um, stress and emphasize again the utter importance, the utmost importance of proper sisters in the church life today, um, and one does not, one is not born uh, uh, to be to be one. You are just born proper. There's, there's really not such a thing. You learn to be proper. You study to be proper. You exercise yourself to be proper. You need to be educated. You need to be adjusted. Uh, uh, you need to be built up to be such a proper person. The same with brothers. The same with anything. Uh, you want to be a proper soldier, you, you need training. You know, you just don't, you're not born to be a warrior. You need to be trained. Uh, you practice, am I right? And in any any kind of profession, any kind of field of endeavor, similarly. And how can we think that in the church life, in this divine realm, that is not the case? No, no. God himself, because he's God, does everything perfectly the first time. We're not God, right? We are made by God and uh so so we we just will not do everything right the first time. We make mistakes, and we learn from the mistakes and so uh I want to put this within you sisters uh, and this also means that on the one hand, we are not born to be proper. As a proper sister, but neither are we destined to be a bad sister or improper sister. That is also wrong uh, if you say i'm just this way, what I cannot help myself it's in the genes you know uh, blame blame my my parents and, and my, my ancestors no no that is that is also wrong to say we are born to be good and proper, not true. To say I'm just born to be bad and and improper, that is uh, also untrue. We become improper or not proper because we have not learned. We have not been told. We have no patterns in front of us. We have nothing to learn from. So You only do what you think is right, which many times are not what is right. So uh, I hope, dear sisters, just with my far too long preamble here, that you would aspire. You would be inspired to aspire to be a proper sister. Not that you will be Get a name for yourself, not that you'll be uh, less popular in the church life, not that, uh, no, no, forget about those things. But you love the Lord. I know that you do, otherwise you won't be in this meeting. You love the recovery. You love the church, and you love the saints. You care for the Lord's interests. You care for the Lord's desire. And we all do. And as such, dear sisters, we should build up ourselves as much as possible. So that we can, what? Be what the Lord wants us to be. And do what the Lord wants, need us to do for His sake. I hope you would have this deep aspiration to be a proper sister for that pure reason. Lord, I I pray this way. Lord, make me a proper one in the church. Yeah, I do. I do. I didn't pray, Lord, make me the most spiritual brother uh, or make me the most dynamic brother or the most powerful brother. No, I, I don't have the freedom to pray that. But I do have the freedom to pray this. Lord, make me one of your, the proper brothers in the church so that negatively I would not be a problem the church nor to the saints nor to the recovery positively lord i can make a small contribution to your move to the church life to the saints to your testimony that is a pure aspiration sisters i hope you would all have such an aspiration then with the help of lessons like this, with the help of the ministry, with the help of uh, my hope, some older sisters among us that are spiritual, that are proper themselves, that have more mat- experience and maturity, and guide the younger sisters among us to be the future proper sisters, or the present proper sisters. All right? I hope that heart, that heart is there in all of you. I have no doubt, I have no doubt that if the local churches are populated with such sisters, the church life will be prevailing. The churches will advance and go on. A lot will ride on your shoulders, sisters, in some ways, in some ways, huh? not in every way, in some ways more than the brothers. I you know this formula of 2 to 1, right? Using Bethany as a, as a baseline, if you will, Mary and Martha here, and then Lazarus over there. Three people, and Bethany is a picture, a a uh, a uh, uh, micro-portrait, a miniature of the church life today, where there are two females and one male. In fact, that one male doesn't say much, he just sits there. In fact, he's kind of—he doesn't do much or say much. But you have two sisters, uh, one who is very, very occupied to serve. And let us not condemn Martha. Okay, uh, we need mothers. We need mothers. Without mothers, the Lord Jesus would have no nothing to eat. And if the Lord is hungry with nothing to eat. He will have a hard time speaking to Mary, right? Yeah. Who is waiting at his feet. But you also have Mary, of course, the one who chose the better part. Uh, we need both. And, and and sisters, a proper sister should have a compound name. That is Mary Martha or Martha Mary or Eminem, whatever, whatever you want to it. Both spiritual and practical, and we have sisters like this marvel marvelous sisters who are both spiritual and practical um, and and then you have Lazarus there of course, the one who is testifying of the lord 's resurrection, anyway, uh, sisters um, as you will see in a lot of these ministry um, the, there's a lot of emphasis placed on the utmost importance of the sisters all right I hope now you would know I'm not here to talk to you to say these things to make you feel good this is this is the proper view all right now I um, <clears throat> Uh, let's uh, uh, take a look now at this uh, uh, outline in front of you, which is the first of the eight uh, outlines or lessons uh, on the service of the sisters. So the subject is the position of the sisters in the church, church service and the scope of the sister service. Now, there's only only two Roman numerals. The first is the position, and the second is on the scope. All right, let's just look into this. Uh, Roman 1, we need to consider the position of the sisters in the church service. It's very, very important, dear sisters, when you serve, when you learn to serve in the church life, no matter what you do, no matter what, what area, what field, uh, you labor in in the church life, or you serve in the church life uh, you have to realize uh your position your position uh your place right okay let's look at it. We can use a woman's position and service. In a family as a symbol of the sister's position and service in the church. I really like this. Just draw this e- equivalency between a family, just, just a, a human family and the church. Just, just draw that e- equivalency. The church is a family, isn't it? In fact, the church Is a household. It is the dwelling place of God, the dwelling place. It is also the household of God. You know, God, having begotten many children through the death and resurrection of the firstborn son, regenerating so many of us to be now the many begotten sons. And this is a vast universal family. God now has a family. He is the dad. He is the father, the source. And Jesus Christ is the firstborn, very clear. But we all, all the saints, are the many, many begotten sons. So this is a fantastic, this is a huge, uh, glorious household of God the Father. That's the church. The church is not just a dwelling place for God. It is the people, the folks, God's folks, God's children. It is the sonship today. You say the word sonship. That's just the church today. So to liken the church as a family is more than correct. In fact, it is the top family on the earth, the top family in the universe. It's God's family. And the sisters, when you we consider the sisters' position and service in this church, in this family of God, it's good to look at a woman's role. And service in her family, in her family. Just, 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 sisters, okay, I just, just tell you. Every time you think about the church, you think family. Family. It's not some, oh, the local church in wherever, you know. In, in Hamilton, the, the local church in Dunedin. Don't think like that. Think the family of God in Hamilton. God's family in Dunedin. Okay. okay? Think family. And suddenly that will give you a different kind of feeling and sensation that these are not just believers and saints and some, some, some Christians. These are the folks in my family These are my brothers and sisters. These are my uncles and aunts. These are my children. These are my grandchildren. These are my grandfather and mother. I mean, I tell you, even if you have adopt that feeling, next time you go to a meeting, your sensation is different. You're not going to church. You are meeting with your family. When you meet a a saint, uh, right, on the street, Run into a saint, you not didn't run into a saint or no. run into some Christian, you ran into a brother, a sister. The the this is more a family than my family in the flesh, more than my biological family, the dearness of it, the reality of it, the depth of it. We are God's family. And sisters, you know, we all agree in the family. The women is in a way more important than the men. Of course, they're both important. But the w- women in many ways, insofar as they're serving that family, uh, taking care of that family is in many ways more important than the man, than the husband. The husband, the men have their role, you know, their responsibility, of course. But I think you know what I'm talking about. The mom. You know, in this war in the Ukraine, they won't let men from 18 to 65 leave the country, only the women and their children. Because the men need to fight, right? But without the mother... Without, how would, how would these children be careful? How would they survive? Dear sisters, this is the position of a sister, a serving sister, in God's family. The church is God's family. In a family, there are parents and children. A husband and a wife, older ones and young ones, male and females, there's all kinds. All kinds. So, sisters, in this family, you may have multiple roles. For example, you may be a wife. That's an important role. You may be a mother. That's a very important role. You may be a grandmother. That's still a very important role. You know, my my wife is a grandmother, and and uh, uh, one of our daughters and families with us. You know, because of the pandemic, and the grandmother has a, a role as a grandmother, a very important one. Now, number two, women have a definite position in a family definite position in a family on the surface a woman's position may not be as manifest as that of a man because the man is the head according to god's ordination so this is very natural this is very logical this is biblical don't don't just don't go along with all the things in society today that is Making the north south and making the south north, confusing everything from gender to, to 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 roles to positions, it's just all messed up, upside down. Don't 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 go there. Don't adopt that. Don't follow that. Follow God's ordination. Follow the word of God. That is the safest thing to do. You won't go wrong with that so woman has is not as manifest as a man. The man is the front. the man is the head i You have been through some of these session lessons already. I hope you remember this. This is not man we're here saying man suppressing woman uh we, we please forget all of this, sisters, please forget all of this. no. But in God's ordination, man is the head of the woman, just like Christ is the head of man. And just like God, the Father, is the head of Christ. Even Christ has a head. And it's not being repressed to have a head. It's not that. It's God's ordering in this universe. It's God's ordained placement in this earth this God is an orderly God the universe is an orderly universe and the 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 earth should be an orderly place and the human race should have an order and he has ordained this order so sisters so don't fight that no need this is you, you are barking up the wrong tree you' you're fighting a wrong battle here Am I, am I good to say this? Are you still? Are you happy with me or you, you want me to stop now? I'm not here for macho man. I'm not here for a, abusing woman. I tell you, if I am, I won't be preparing these lessons. I won't be so burdened for the sisters. I remember after I read so many messages concerning the sisters, I somewhat say, Lord, why didn't you make me a sister? <laughs> I, I'm not into. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying. My, I begin to see in God's economy, God's arrangement, God's ordination, the position and role of the sisters is so critical, so important. I never knew that. So, so you may not be the head. You may not be the front. You may not be the representative. Yes, yes, on the surface, outwardly. But inwardly and definitely, sisters, your role, your position, as far as your responsibilities are concerned, is definite, is so important, it's critical. So number three, whether she is only a wife or also a mother... The woman in a family bears a large and important responsibility, and her influence is profound. Uh, The children, I mean, the responsibility, the household responsibility, it's huge. It's great. There's no responsibility heavier than the responsibility of a home. The home front. When the home front is weak, the whole society and the nation is weak. When the home front is strong, the family units are strong. I tell you, that society is strong. And for that, we need the proper mothers and the proper wives. And the influence of the sisters is likewise strong. The influence that they have over the children over the household, more than the brothers. This I can say, more than the brothers, much more than the brothers, the influence that you have. Translation, the influence that you have in the church life is the same. You influence the saints. You influence the church in some ways more than the brothers. This is a fact. This is not to make you proud. This is a fact. For in a proper family, a woman should not be the head, of course. A wife should do things with her husband's consent and under her husband's leading. This is proper. In normal circumstances, this is the right condition, a healthy marriage or family, even though 90% of the household matters are in her hands. You may not be the so-called head. The last name of the family may not be your maiden name. But in reality and practicality, most of the matters in the household is on the sisters' shoulders. Same with the church. Same with the church. We have elders. We have leading brothers. They represent the church. They're the overseers in a local church. And they have their responsibility and very, very serious one. And we should submit to that. But much of the practical services of the household matters in God's family are in the hands of the sisters. You you think about this for a moment. Think about this. Number five, a family that is not like this is not a good family. A family in which everything needs to be done by the husband will be paralyzed. That's true. Like there won't be food to eat, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, paralyzed, it's stuck. It cannot go on. The church, likewise, there's church. There are churches, local churches, that are somewhat paralyzed because of the shortage of the function, proper functioning sisters. E, it is the same in the church. It is wrong and extremely dangerous for sisters to be the head. However, a church where the sisters do not do anything and the pr- brothers take care of all the services will be paralyzed. I think leading brothers will say a big amen to this. I will. I will. Big church, small church. Um, we need sisters. And we need the proper sisters. Not just sisters who are busybodies, not sisters who just go around talking and, and gossiping. No, no, we don't need that kind of sisters. We need the proper sisters to help and take care of so many areas of services and need in this family, in the church family. One, in a normal uh, church, everything is headed up by the brothers. And the sisters follow and coordinate with them in perfect harmony. Oh, I just, I mean, even these words give me a kind of a, in my mind's eye, I just see a, Sweet, sweet picture Where, of a normal church. The brothers there doing their thing. They make certain decisions. They take the lead. They oversee. They head up. Yes. And the sisters are not there complaining, fighting, pushing back, criticizing. No. The sisters rather that were there to follow. And to coordinate with the brothers. The brothers may be able to give some orders, so to speak, but they cannot carry out without the sisters. Nothing happens without the sisters. But they coordinate and work together in perfect harmony. This is talking about a fine, a... a, a sweet working relationship between brothers and sisters, where both know their position and both know their roles. And by way of what? Of taking the right position, they function. By way of coordinating the brothers and sisters, They what? They serve in a harmonious way. It's not pitting brothers against sisters and pitting sisters against brothers. Don't do that. Never do this. We need both. But we need both to be the proper ones, the ones who have learned certain lessons to know how to coordinate and how to behave themselves. The brothers lead. The sisters follow their leading. However, 90% of the time, things are carried out by the sisters. I would say a word to leading brothers. If you have sisters like this, you are so blessed. Your church is so blessed. I mean that. Enjoy the sister service. Trust in the sisters service. Open the way for the sisters to serve. It might even may say so make use of the sisters. There's so many things that we brothers cannot do, or we will do it very awkwardly and slowly. We believe that the sisters know their position and their measure and are clear about the way of the Lord. Hence, we should give the sisters more opportunities to serve. We like to see sisters very active in the church life, in a proper way, okay? In a proper way, but living and active, like Martha Mary or Mary Martha. You see that picture again? In their pursuit, spiritual pursuit. We're not covering this here. I tell you, sisters, you should take the lead in pursuing Christ in the church life. In this matter, you don't need to wait for your husband to love the Lord, to pursue Christ. You're not the head. But in terms of the spiritual pursuit, you sisters, you can take the lead. And then on the practical side, in serving, in the gospel, for example, in shepherding the saints, in opening of your home, in in, in caring for various needs, uh, in the church, sisters, be active. In a proper way, be active to serve the church. The family needs you. The following of uh, Romans 2, now we come to the scope. Huh? The following of five major matters that require the sisters' coordination for us To carry them out, five areas. Number one, the first matter of the sister service is the children's work. All the churches must have a children's work. In carrying out this work, we need to pay attention to a few principles. I think this is very logical. Uh, Moms, mothers, you know, the children. The, 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 you 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 are you have that instinct that female instinct that motherly instinct you have the experience the children's were old, brothers and sisters our children is our future every single child that is born in the church life born in zion we must treasure and we must fight for them. I was in a children's meeting, so I came up that way and realized how much the children's work is important in the church and how much the sisters' role in this children's work is crucial. So, Not only to raise up your own children, which is your first responsibility, your own children, but the other children of the church as a generation. Your prayer for them. Your care for them. Ah. no, some principles. This is not really here talking about children's work in a detailed way. Just a few principles. Appoint a few serving sisters to take the lead. First, a number of sisters should rise up to lead the children's work. A number of older sisters must receive this burden. Some older sisters have some training, have some learning, experience. Uh They coordinate together. Then you say, where are the brothers? Well, we need the brothers. Maybe a brother needs to be there. Uh, One of the leading brothers, maybe, would oversee this children's work. But in terms of practical services amongst the children, the sisters, we need the sisters. I don't care. It is on Lord's Day, taking care of the children, or you have what you what we call a neighborhood children's work, right? Or wh- whatever the case may be. The, the sisters are essential. I actually very much uh, uh, promote young sisters to serve the children early. Even high school sisters, college-age sisters, from when they're young, younger, they learn to serve those who are younger than they. Okay, two, the sisters should bring the children to the meeting. Every week, the sisters should consider how to bring the children to the meeting. The sisters are like nursing mothers who care for the children and pray for them all the sisters should give themselves to this service now the word is all of course we're not legal about this matter but you see the uh, the uh, the burden the burden here is that many sisters would spontaneously pick this up uh uh so many things you know well you know i don't need to tell you the it's more than much much more than just babysitting right uh so called child care service we want to influence them we want to uh, uh build up these little children to be proper human beings uh to help them to be uh uh in basic uh, ethics, the basic uh, proper uh, way to live, uh, to know right and wrong, uh, to know God, to know God's creation, um, um, to know their conscience. You know, we're not here to drum into them a lot of uh, uh, doctrines and 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 truths and things like that. It's too much for the little kids. But they need so much, especially with the onslaught from society of all this evil, all this, uh, what should I say, just degenerate things that are just poured into their head, into their mind. I mean, I talk about... Child abuse, I consider this real child abuse, tell you the truth. All that they're being fed with. It's anti-God, it's anti-human, it's anti-the law in God's creation. We need to fight. Of course, the parents are the first line of, de- of defense the home front, with all that they're getting from the schools, we have to fight back and put within them the proper thoughts, the proper concepts, which is according to God. Sisters, is God's family. Train the young sisters to be teachers. I mentioned this already. We must use the young sisters to lead the children's meeting to lead the songs to play the guitar to to be engaged from a younger age. Two or three other sisters can assist them in teaching the children to sing. The church should train the teachers so that the young sisters learn to teach and lead the children. Some brothers also need to collect and write material for children's meeting. Well, I, I won't get into all of this. Uh, there are uh, many ways to, to 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 serve in this way. The main point, sisters, is that this is the first in the scope of the sisters' service to take care of the children. Yes, I say again: first, you have to take care of your own children. But don't just do that, but take care of others' children. It takes a village to raise a child, right? As the famous saying goes. There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. Four, the saints should open their homes for children's meetings, the neighborhood children's meetings. You don't need to do something grand, do something spectacular. You just have a few neighbor's kids and you have your own kids. You just have a 15 minutes time, 20 minutes time to invite them over to have some snack, to uh, have some craft to say a few words to them. You know, recently we have this Bible camp here in Irvine. I'm not at all knowledgeable about all of that, but every summer they have this Bible camp for kids, children, and they have families from the, the our neighborhood who are not church people, but they like what their children are getting. They couldn't find this kind of thing elsewhere. They want them to know God. They want them to know the proper things. And I suspect today many parents are looking for this. They know they need this. But society is not furnishing that. Why won't we furnish that? We are godly people. We are on the God's side. How much the young people it's a battle of the mind today, brothers, sisters. There's a battle of the mind going on. We have to fight for the minds of our children. That means we have to feed them, put the right thoughts within them, the right concepts within within them. There is a God. And God created all things. God made us. Well, you know, you know. There's right and wrong. Not everything is gray. There's good and bad and evil. When the entire church is mobilized in this way, all the brothers and sisters will have an opportunity to serve some can open their homes, others can bring the children to the meetings, and still others can teach the children. My, I tell you, this is such a field, fertile field for our labor. This is gospel work, saints, and sisters. This is gospel work. And we have these sitting candidates under us for us to preach the gospel to them for a number of years. Oh, this is a very, very worthwhile work. That is the work on our second generation. When all the saints endeavor in one accord for the Lord's heart's desire, the profit will be immeasurable. This will impress the children that we're all for the Lord and caring for them without compensation. You know, kids, they don't talk, but they look. They look. You see things my this is a wonderful place this this church of my parents it's a wonderful place nobody gets paid everyone just loves us a little heart of the children will be impressed and they will not forget this the long-term return of this investment is huge B, the second matter for the sister's service is to recover the dormant sisters. How about this? (laughs) Sisters, have you thought of this as the second part of the scope of sister's service? The needy ones, the ones that are not doing so well, the weak ones, the wayward ones, the ones who are kind of in the periphery. The ones who have for this or that reason dropped out. The non-functioning ones. There's a lot of need there. And I tell you, just the church meetings do not meet the need. They're not even coming. How do you say the meeting will help? They're not even in the meetings. How to bring them back to the church life, to the meetings is a labor in itself. Sisters, you can do that. The sisters should use every means possible to locate the dormant sisters. Then the sisters can invite the dormant sisters to their home and have a time of fellowship, teas and and snacks, and sing some hymns. In other words, the sisters can have a time of fellowship without formality. We believe this will stir the sisters up. If we are able to stir up the sisters, the husband of at least half of the sisters will be influenced to love the Lord. You know, Paul says, I'm gentle in your midst as a nursing mother, cherishing her own children. Sisters, you know how to cherish. And a lot of these cold sisters or dormant sisters, what they need is some cherishing, some He'll see, as they say, some tender loving care, a heart of concern, in a very human way. But eventually, it will all lead to the Lord. So, pick up a burden for one such sister in your area, or one such sister somewhere, or two. This would be time well spent to pray for them, to know and understand their situation, to help them. To help people, to warm them up, to love the Lord. You know, to not love the Lord is a sign of growing cold. To love the Lord is a sign of being warmed up. I've seen sisters in action, I think you have too, doing just that. They, they they don't have a lot of doctrines and messages, teaching. They just just hold the hand of that sister. Just hold the hand of that sister. And how how, how is it going really? How how are you doing? uh that situation with your child, how is that coming along? Or well, your job situation, well, whatever, I don't know, I don't know. But this kind of intimate care of a needy, weak one. Oh, sisters, you can do a lot. It's not in the ma- big meetings. This is daily, all the time. See, a third matter is the work with the students. This is a big one, uh, including not just college age, but young people, high school. Uh, um, the primary school, right? Um, this requires the sisters' cooperation. We earnestly hope that several working saints will have homes near the gates of every university. That's college At work, when we preach the gospel on a campus, immediately after someone is led to salvation, we can bring them into one of these homes. In this way, the homes will become homes for the young people. When we open our homes, the young people will be cherished. If the sisters receive this burden and are willing to cooperate, the result of our gospel work in the schools will be doubled. You you may not go to the campus. You may not be on the streets, but you're nearby. You open your house, for some high schoolers, junior hires, and in many cases for some college students who are away from home, homesick. Uh, I tell you, just a f- fine meal, just a meal, you gain their heart. The way to a man's heart is the stomach. This is a universal principle, no matter what culture you, you're from. You just don't even need to do much. You open your home as if this is their home. Make yourself at home. You cook a simple meal for them. You know, they don't need fancy cuisine, Okay. They're just hungry, you know. <laughs> they just need food. Just food. You, you just, I tell you, they will be cherished. They will consider this is their home and they will think of you as parents without saying so. I tell you, this is, this is how we bring in collar cage into the church life through homes. This is how we also raise up our own young people, through homes. Some of them don't like to spend so much time in their own home, but they don't mind spending time in other saints' homes. You know what I mean? Their friends, the the other brothers and sisters go to your house and do homework there or do things there. I, I tell you, things that sisters can do and, and sisters you hold the purse strings and you hold also pocket the house keys don't you no I don't believe New Zealand is that different my goodness my goodness you control you have a say for the better for the better, all this kind of investments, all this kind of care, all this kind of services will yield will yield solid returns in time in time. I am a return. Many of you are returns to this sort of investment absolutely I won't be here today without this. Without saying especially sisters, the wives, you know, opening the homes, cooking, and, and so on. Of course, I got help from brothers. I admit that. But too much behind the scene. Too much are the sisters. Too, too much are the sisters. Four, I better finish. The sisters should learn to be spiritual nursing mothers. As groups of young people are baptized, their parents may not be able to render them adequate shepherding. That's true. Sometimes it's actually a little hard for parents to shepherd their own up to a certain uh, 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 degree, but other parents can shepherd them. The Young brothers and sisters, these are our young people who need spiritual mothers who have received a burden and who seek the Lord's leading to help and lead them spiritually. If the sisters can shepherd the young people in this way, it will be a big help. Our care and love for them causes them to realize that what we do for them is from the Lord, and it will open their hearts, making it easy for them to receive our words. These are our young people. Uh, the two little booklets that I always, always recommend that you sisters read, get and read if you have not done so. Uh, two messages back to back given in Anaheim in 1975. One is called The Serving Sisters in the Church Life. The other is called the loving mothers in the church life. The first oh, use Romans 16 as a base. The second uses the Lord's word on the cross to his physical mother and John, and John, when he said, this is your mother and this is your son. There's a transfer taking place there in the spiritual realm where John, who is not the son, physical son of Mary, became the son of Mary in life and in the spirit. That is a marvelous thing, which means today in the household of God, in the family of God, dear sisters, there are many who are not your physical children that can be your real children. Your real sons and daughters. Even Paul, who was not married, had a son. His name is Timothy. My son in the Lord. My spiritual son in the Lord. Because he was really Timothy's father, spiritual father. Today in the church life, we need more spiritual dads and more, even more spiritual moms. Uh, with a burden to, to help this, this safe one. You know, they usually get saved, uh, uh properly and baptized when they are sixth grade. And now they are in, in, uh, uh, what we call junior high school in the States here. And now he's a little brother. He's a little sister in the Lord. They're beginning their Christian journey. They're now be, uh, uh, getting into the church life on their own. They need help. They need care. They need leading. Sisters, pick up one. Pick up two. Shepherd the young people. Finally, we hope that many sisters will open their homes for hospitality. Whenever there is a conference or a young people's training, the sisters should open their homes to receive guests. The result of opening the homes for hospitality is rich and very profitable. Hospitality gives people a deep impression, and it renders them much help. After the meetings, the saints return to the homes, and the host families and the guests have further fellowship and prayer. I think many of us have that experience. Mm -hmm. Surely I have, both on the receiving end and also on the giving end. For decades, because the annual training takes place in Southern California, uh, my wife and I, our homes, every every half a year, we open our homes. Why? Because we benefited from that when we were single. Now we're married. We just know of nothing better to do. I still remember the first, after we got married, we were in a little little apartment, one-bedroom maybe I don't know less than a thousand feet, square feet this is in Huntington Beach and in those days everyone comes to those training and we still keep our bedroom but the rest of the house meaning the kitchen, the living room are one huge big bedroom for brothers they they lay down like, we lay them down like sardines you know (laughs) We were twenty five My wife was younger than that. We cook for them we We freeze food beforehand we 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 drive them to the meeting. we come back we're all ourselves in the training. we study together, we fellowship, and we nurture some lifelong relationship with the our guests uh my i mean. We sometimes do need a word on on the beauty and the profit of giving hospitality. That it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. You know, it says, give hospitality because you may entertain angels unawares. Abraham did that at the Oak of uh, Memory. And he saw three coming, and right away he got Sarah to cook some meat and food. And It turns out one of them is Jehovah. And two of them were angels. And through that, Abraham had a glorious intercession on behalf of Lot, resulting in the salvation of Lot and his family. And if not, if 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 Abraham and says, you know, no room at the inn, you know, go somewhere else. He would none of this would have happened. His sisters, you don't know, you don't know. These saints are angels. Am I right? They are better than angels. They are all. We are all the household of God. All right. Uh, a brother who wants to open his home needs the consent of his family. Nevertheless, the responsibility for providing hospitality lies with the sisters. That's food, you know, bedding, right? So many other things. Hospitality. Three, this is the conclusion. We believe that two-thirds Two-thirds of the responsibility in the church service is borne by the sisters, and only one-third is borne by the brothers. This was the case in Bethany. In the house of Bethany, there were two sisters, Martha and Mary, and one brother, Lazarus. The ratio of sisters to brothers was two to one. We need to move forward aggressively, and we hope that the number of serving sisters will increase. I look to the Lord that these would not just be lessons and teachings, but this will really put something with so many of of you, especially of the up and coming younger sisters, to really, there would be a new rising up to serve as the proper sisters in the churches. This will bring about, will bring about a strong advance in our church life. Brothers, I stop here. Amen.